0: For those of you that may not have been here the last week or two, or are visiting, we are continuing on a sermon series on the Ten Commandments, and we've arrived at, if you can't tell by the readings, we've arrived at the Third Commandment, you shall not take the Lord's name in vain. And it's really interesting where most people's minds go when they hear that, because most of you have a very familiar experience And people taking the Lord's name in vain. Or that's what you typically think of the commandment means. Like, for example, when you ask God or someone else asks God to damn something. You know, like your computer. Or if you hit a tree when you're hitting a drive on a golf course. Or if you stub your toe on the bedpost or a stone when you're walking barefoot. You know, it's interesting how many things people damn. And they're all inanimate. What's the point? What are they doing? What are they thinking? That's one thing people typically think about. The other is when people say, Jesus Christ. You know, and it really has no meaning like they're really praying. You know what I mean. I did a talk when I did youth work. It's probably over 40 years ago. And it's because of what was happening when I would go to the high school and I would visit some of the students and hang out. You would hear it periodically, and it depends on what the situation or the scene was. Some of you have heard me talk about this before. You'd go to a football game, and someone would miss a pass, and someone would say, Jesus Christ. And it's like, did he miss it? Or fumbles the ball. Or someone slips on some ice and lands hard. And you hear his name, it's like, he must be really clumsy. I mean, we could go on and on. Someone drops their books and their papers fly all over the place and you hear the name. What are they saying? Why are they saying it? Is it just an expression? Are people really invoking the name of the Lord because they have a prayer concern? Because they're walking with him. Typically not. And what they don't really realize is if the Lord's name is just an expression, does that belie something in their hearts that's not attuned to the Lord's name being holy? Every Sunday, and maybe during the week some of you do this, you pray the Lord's Prayer. And you say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. Do we really mean that? Because a lot of people, they don't really think about the ramifications of using the Lord's name in vain. But see, there's something deeper going on here. It's not just using the phrase, Or the name Jesus Christ. Or asking God to damn something. It's really when you claim the Lord as your own. When you say you love him. Is there respect, reverence? Have you really set your life apart to be like him? That there's an integrity to your life. That what's on your lips reflects what's in your heart. I mean, are that, is that what we're really talking about? Because think about when we call ourselves Christian. Or we think of ourselves as a Christian. When you say that, you're saying, Jesus is my Savior and my Lord. He's the Lord of my life. When you say that, you're trying to walk in his footsteps. You're trying to be like him. You're basically saying. I love him. And I respect him. Otherwise it's just nominalism. You're naming yourself as a Christian. But there's no reality in your heart. Scripture over and over again. Talks about What's in your heart? It's really interesting. One, one verse out of the book of James says, your hearts are double-minded. Isn't that an interesting thought? Your hearts are double-minded. On the one hand, sometimes you have the mind of Christ, which Paul writes in Philippians 2, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. On the other hand, you know, almost like, my mind has a life of its own. Well, not really. You're choosing that. You're just ignoring the call that the Lord has on you because you don't want to. Because it's not convenient. And so there's a double-mindedness. Scripture says, and Jesus actually comments further on it, these people, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. When we say we're a Christian, we're a disciple of Jesus Christ, he is my Savior, he is my Lord, I love him. Does that hold for your life? Or is it just in name only? Because it helps you to feel good about yourself. See, the name of Jesus is to be honored and glorified. That we are claiming him, not the culture, not ourselves. We are claiming him. And so there's an integrity about our lives. Our lives hold together. What we say with our lips, what we have in our hearts, how we live our lives is all congruous. They all go together. Because we claim him. Him. And how many people, and maybe yourself, that that's not necessarily true? We play games with ourselves, we deceive ourselves, we lie about it. We'll get into that commandment later. But there's no real truth to that. And you know, it's interesting how the Jews plays, played games with that. Jesus talks about this. He says, you know, it's really, really interesting because if you swear by the temple for the Jew... It's not necessarily binding. But if you swear by the gold of the temple, then your oath is binding. What's that? You got to know the game. You got to know the rules. So if you know the game and you know the rules, you can get away with it. I swear by the temple this is true. You know, it's like us walking into a courtroom. Put your hand on the Bible. I don't know that they do that anymore. Put your hand on a Bible. Do you swear to tell the whole truth? And nothing but the truth, so help you God. I do. And then people get on the witness stand and they lie. So what does that mean? Because they swore on the Bible? Because they invoked the Lord's name? But there's no truth or reality? How many shows do you watch on TV that that's the case? There's no integrity. Jesus said, Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Why? Because if you are walking with Him and He resides in your heart, you will be trustworthy because He is trustworthy. Your life reflects it, there's a consistency. So we have to ask ourselves, does our life have integrity? Are we invoking his name and saying, we are his. I am a Christian. I belong to Jesus Christ. You know, it's almost like, and I've seen this. People walk into bars and they take their wedding ring off. Are you married or are you not married? And you can do that whether you have your wedding ring on or not. And that's the same as when you claim to be a Christian. That you belong to Jesus Christ. That you love him with the whole of your being. That your life holds together and you don't play games with that. Now the word that is sometimes used in this is the word profanity. That word kind of cleans it up a little bit for most people. But you know, profane, the word profane actually has a couple of meanings. One of the meanings is it's not sacred. It has nothing to do with God. In other words, when we are being profane, there's an unholiness about our lives, about what we say, about what we do. Another meaning for the word profane is blasphemy. We blaspheme. That the Holy Spirit, who's meant to live in us and dwell in us and move in our lives, we're denying that Jesus is Lord. That's the interplay if you saw it in John chapter 8. When Jesus was going back and forth with the religious leaders, he was saying to them, You don't know me, and thereby you don't know the Father, because if you knew the Father, you would know me. And they keep trying to trip him up, or show that his logic is false. They deny him, they deny the Father. And Jesus goes as far to say that your father is the devil. Why? Because it's deceit, because it's lie. And he's the father of lies. See, that's the blasphemy of taking the Lord's name in vain. When we take his name as if we are his and we deny that reality by our lives. He went to the cross to purchase us by his life to make us his, to show the depth of his love so that we would respond to that love. And we would walk with him So when we claim him, that's what we're saying. Do we fall short? All of us fall short. But then we don't dwell in it and say, well, this is just my life. As if God said, your life is fine, when it's directly contrary to Scripture. And that's why this phrase, I don't know if you caught it, it's in the reading from Ezekiel that says they prophesy out of their own imagination. Ezekiel says something very similar, similar earlier. Jeremiah says it twice. Jesus says it, saying peace, peace where there is no peace. In other words, this is okay. This is okay. The false prophets were saying that all the time. As long as they were appeasing the rich, the wealthy, the culture that they wanted to fit into, whether it be the peers or the culture at large, because they say it's okay, then it must be okay. And the reality is, it's their imagination. They prophesy, they say, this is if acceptable to God. This is as if God's Word. Because they imagine it so, because they want it to be so. But it's not the word of the Lord. It's contrary to his word. We talked about that when we talked about other gods and how people in the culture will say, oh, it's all basically the same God. It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Because we are called by his name, we are called to Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. It matters. It matters. And it's amazing what can happen if you look in the Psalms, if you look in the other prophets, you will see at times those who are supposed to believe have disdain or even contempt for the word of the, word of the Lord and the Lord himself. You will see at times there being a reference to enemies who disregard the name of the Lord and then how the people who don't believe in Israel Disregard the Lord. But when we claim him. Because he's claimed us by the cross. When we say we love him because he loves us. We come to know him and trust him and live into his call on our lives. I want to tell you a story, true story, that happened in the first parish that I served. Back in 1985. There was a vestryman, and I don't know how all this came about. I don't know the the backdrop of the story, but I know the result. This vestryman left his wife and moved in with another vestryman's wife. He was the rector's warden, by the way. When people asked him about it, how can you do that? He said, God told me to. That's a true story. You can ask my wife. God told me to do that. Let me tell you the end result. The man whose wife left him ended up becoming addicted. I actually snuck into a rehab center to visit him one time. I can look that part. especially back then when my hair was a little longer. And I love this guy. He at one time ministered to me when I was struggling with whether to accept a call away from Pittsburgh. I heard a year or two after we left Pittsburgh that he committed suicide. It's amazing how we can downplay when we say oh it's fine everybody does it it doesn't matter we'll get over it and we reject the word of the Lord and thereby reject his love and reject his call on our life see that's taking the Lord's name in vain It's not just a flip saying that we throw out there, a name. It's more than that. It's taking the claim that he has on our lives and we've responded to when we say, I'm a Christian. That I live for him. That my life is about reverence and respect for him because his name is holy. He is all powerful. He's El Shaddai. Look at the names of God in the scriptures and what they mean. It reflects His character. And I am calling myself by His name because of His love for me, because of what He's done for me, because I'm His. And so we don't dishonor, we glorify the name by our lips. By our lives, by our heart. And don't take that call in vain. Let's pray. Lord, it is so easy to take our faith lightly, to compromise because of the imagination of our culture, the imagination of our own hearts or minds, that we can live contrary to your call. That the world might say, peace, peace, where there is no peace. That false prophets would call us away from what you call us to. That we are your holy people. Lord we thank you for the gift of your son Jesus Christ that he died for us to show the depth of your love to show your claim on our lives Lord help us to never take that lightly and when we fall and when we fail to seek you again coming back to your grace and your forgiveness. That as we claim the name of Jesus, that we are his as we are Christians, so we would glorify you in all that we say, in all that we do, and even in our hearts. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.